my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. What up, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope this finds you well and that you are thriving. And if you are in need of support, I hope that this episode helps you get closer to that. So today's episode, I have not figured out the title yet, but it's going to be something around the importance of play, adapting to change, letting yourself grow. We'll see what I come up with or if the title, which has definitely happened before, has nothing to do with the three things that I just said, but there's something that I mentioned in the teaching that I share this episode that I think is a better title. So yeah. Um, before we get into it, I have an exciting thing to share with you. Next February, we will be having our Black Girls Heal Retreat. Um, it is going to be our inaugural event um, that will be on Valentine's Day weekend, February 12th through the 14th here in Houston, Texas. Yes, in person. Yes, I'm working with a team that has been able to have socially distanced events. Yes, numbers will be limited for that reason. I mean, it's six months away, but hey, we know how things are looking right now. But um, I just know that I want to be able to celebrate, teach, and help women heal who are dedicated to wanting to become full versions of themselves. Um, have healing in their relationships and healing in their self-worth. So this will always be around Valentine's Day weekend. If you're not new to this podcast, you know that Valentine's Day is my second favorite holiday. Christmas is my first, which is actually the anniversary of Black Girls Heal. That's when Black Girls Heal was first um, um, launched and initiated into the public years ago. But um, Valentine's Day being our second, my second favorite holiday, I want this to be the cornerstone of which we come together to celebrate love. We get to determine what we see about ourselves, what we feel about ourselves, what we know about ourselves. We are the ones who are in charge of our own narrative. And so taking back Valentine's Day for those of us who it is not your favorite holiday, I want it to mean something else. Um, I want it to be a day of fullness. um, And I want it to be a day that belongs to you, no matter your status, no matter if it's made up holiday, if it's made up, we can make it mean whatever we want it to mean. Um, It will be to that point, the name of the conference will be the healed and loved woman. Um, I love, I love, love, love this name that I created. I think over the last couple of years, I've been trying to figure out how to best teach this. You know, I had a course, which will, um, which is, currently been retired. Um, and I want to try something else that I think will be a really great 
impact for women. So, and I know, and I know how my audience feels about getting together, about celebrating, about loving on each other. So we gonna come together and love on each other y'all in February. So I will be opening registration in October. Don't know when, but I'm just telling you right now, save the date, save your coins because, um, it's not going to be open forever and ever. It's going to be open until seats are filled. Um, and I would love for you to join us. So let's get into today's podcast episode. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So how do I want to start this? So I originally had this episode is just talking about the importance of play because one of the, one of the things that I teach um, my students is how um, vital it is for us to reconnect to our inner little girls, to our inner children, to that part of ourselves that we may have shut down um, and minimized her voice. And one of those ways of doing that is not just learning about our feelings and being able to be in touch with our feelings and take care of ourselves, but it's also learning how to play. Many of us did not get the opportunity to learn how to play as little girls. We think that we did, but really our ways of seeing it has been a little bit twisted. So I wanted to teach on that a little bit, but I was going to not have this episode because I was like, that's lame. We, I, I need to stay on topic of talking about relationships and healing from trauma and self-love. And I, I felt like that would be a little bit of, um, of a tangent. So I was planning on moving away from that, but let me tell you how I came back to it. So I have talked a many, 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 many a times about um, work overload and how it can be used as a form of self-medication. Whenever I'm talking about the trifecta um, that I teach of how we may self-medicate um, and like cycle out different behaviors, cycle out different obsessions to try to feel whole, I always mention work. 
And I've been very upfront and open about how work has been one of the things that I have had to work through. However, over the last year or so, as I've taught about this, I've had a little bit of embarrassment, a little bit of confusion as well about why balance with work was something that was still hard for me because I teach this as a concept and not to say that you cannot teach things that you're still learning from, but in all of my self-assessment and all the things that I, I talk and teach, I've been applying. So it's like, I know I'm not self-medicating from any kind of sense of low self-worth. I know I'm not hiding from my relationship. Um, I have a great relationship with my husband. I love my son. I love everything that I do. So why is it that um, I will go a period of time where work is very balanced and then come to a place where what happened a few months ago where I had a health scare that was totally based on work stress. Of course, other lifestyle choices like um, diet and exercise, but definitely this has been a consistent thread in my life that work stress and me going hard in the area of work has been negatively affecting my health. And I'm like, what is it? Why can I not get this straight? And I realized what it was and it provided some relief and also um, kind of helped with the self-compassion I was already give, giving myself. I'm, I'm already at a place where when I see growth areas, I don't go into this I'm broken, but just more curiosity. So in my curiosity, I figured out what it was. And what it was is the exact thing that I talk about on this podcast, but in a different way. So I talk often about how our parents and our caregivers are templates for how we show up in the world. And I talk mostly about how that looks like in our relationships and our friendships and our partnerships and how we even show up in family that we will just carry on those trends, carry on those patterns that we interpret and internalize as little girls into our adult life. Even when we're not meaning to, even when we're trying to be super woke and aware about it, if we are not actively unlearning ways of dysfunction, we will repeat it, which is um, what I help my students with. Those unseen, unconscious patterns that we are just recreating in our adult life, where it comes from, what to do next, how to heal from it, how to give ourselves what we need. This is where we go deep. This is where I help women maintain, right? So for me, it was seeing that this isn't a relationship-based thing. This is a relationship with myself-based thing. So the template that I've been following is my mother was amazing. She's no longer with us. Um, she passed maybe seven and a half years ago now at the time of recording this. But my mom was the epitome of superhero, superwoman. Um, she did all the things. She was super resilient. She worked hard in her career. She worked hard for us. She was mama bear and she was very focused on the things that she wanted to achieve in her life and that was a great thing to learn and a great thing to be modeled to me however my mother did it at the deficit of her own health my mother did not at least you know what i saw as a young child growing up into an adult child she did not really have um, that many hobbies that were centered just on her. 
Her hobbies even were centered on giving back to the community and taking care of other people. She neglected to take care of herself and to rest up to the point where part of the reason that she ended up passing early was she needed to rest, had doctor's orders to rest and felt like she couldn't for a variety of reasons. Um, And so when I think about what has been going on with me, it has not been about self-medication. It's just, it is normal for me based on the templates and models that I saw to overwork yourself. That is how I would show up in the world because that's what women do. That's what black women do. That's what bosses do, right? And and also being someone who is very in touch with integrity and doing things the best that I can, which when you combine it with overworking, you try to do all the things and nothing ever gets done and all the stuff that goes along with it. So why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because One of the things that I had to um, realize is that this is a skill that I don't know how to do. However, the gag is I thought I did. And I thought I did not because of any kind of self-illusion, but I thought I did because years ago, pre-marriage, pre-mommyhood, pre-running a company, which is Black Girls Heal, and being a full-time entrepreneur and, you know, clients and all that stuff. Before that, when I was working a nine to five and single and living my best life, I was the queen of fun. I was going out every night and not like club hopping per se and all that stuff, but I was going to art events and I was going to exhibits and I was traveling and I was just exploring culture and I was getting to know new people and I was out there dancing and I was out there um, going to wine nights, even though I don't like wine, but just, I, I have a thirst for adventure. I've always had this thirst for adventure and knowing and exploring and just um, soaking up everything that is good and wonderful about life. And so the idea that I didn't know how to play just seemed very foreign to me because that was the opposite of what a past version of myself used to be like. So it didn't make sense that this was very hard for me now. What I realized and what I want to teach to y'all today is the importance of not just learning how to play for anyone who is listening to this and something is going off with you and you're like, yeah, I do spend a lot of time doing things and I don't really know how to do things for me that are not related to work and other stuff. And it doesn't feel like I'm self-medicating, but it does feel like I don't know how to rest. What I had to realize is that one of the templates that I had learned from that, that was modeled to me is that to be a mom, to be a boss, to be a wife looks like this. And this model that I have there are definitely some strengths are unhealthy and I have to learn how to balance the me on the inside of this. And as we do our growth and healing journey, you are going to hit upon places and stages in your life as you hit new levels, as you hit new transitions and life changes in your life that you're going to feel stuck because you feel like I should 
know how to do this or this shouldn't be as hard as it is. And you're going to keep trying to apply the same tools and understanding to this new transition, to this new life stage that doesn't fit. And you're going to wonder why. And what I'm telling you is, is that maybe what has served you before is not going to serve you here. And it's not because the things that have We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors you before bad, but it's because your model of what it looks like to operate in this new stage don't fit for you anymore. Hey, 
Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Let me give you another example, not related to this. Um, recently, um, I think many people have a morning routine. Some people don't believe in it, but some most people have some kind of thing, routine, cup of coffee, taking a lunch break every day, exercising at night on their Peloton or going for a run. Most people have something that they do that um, gives them relief, gives them an opportunity to take a break. And so for me, I had this consistent morning routine that was really giving me a lot of life and it stopped working. (laughs) It stopped working like meditating didn't feel as good for me anymore. Um, Having to like journal and do all the things that I would do, all my steps just felt like a bother and I wanted to sleep through it. And then I would feel bad for the rest of the day because I didn't spend time with myself. And so it was just kind of this vicious cycle. But what I realized was, is I was trying to get the me of this stage to follow this consistent routine that I had outgrown. In this stage of my life, sitting for meditation for 15 minutes before I do anything else is not the best next step for me. I needed to find and allow myself the freedom to figure out what what works for me now. I needed to allow myself the ability to grow and adapt and to change. And the more I was trying to get me, the me now to fit the old me and what the old me needed, the more stuck I was going to feel, right? So here are three things I want to share with you about growth, things to keep in mind as you are progressing and going through your healing process and learning and unlearning things. First, I want you to allow yourself to change, to not have to be the same person, the same, have the same characteristics, to have the same desires and wants, to even have the same tools that helped you before that are supposedly supposed to help you now. Change is going to happen whether we like it or not. One interesting fact that I hold on to that really validates this point is that our taste buds change every seven years. I don't know if you know that, but that's why if there's ever been a food that you never really liked before, it's really good for you after some time to actually give yourself a chance to try that food again. 
That's why sometimes we can grow into allergies, things that we never had allergies to before. I, as I've grown, have become more lactose intolerant when I was never lactose intolerant before. I also know that that is one of the things that's in the genes of being African-American, but it was definitely something that I grew into. Um, to my point before, I'm a notoriously picky eater. And there are some things that I said I would never eat that now I really love and things that I used to love that now not so much, right? So our bodies naturally evolve and grow and change. If we split our life into chapters, the woman who I am now is very different than the woman I was when I was 25, very different than the teenager I was when I was 15. And God willing, I'm the much different person than the woman I will be when I'm 45 years old. Right. So we are constantly evolving and changing who we are. So if that's the case, allow this new version of yourself, even if it's a person who's different, even if it's you a year later, think about who you were a year ago. Now, chances are that you are a different woman. And let's say you've been stuck in whatever area you have in your mind right now. If you've been stuck for the last year, maybe it's because you haven't allowed yourself to change and try different techniques try different tools, try a different way of what you were doing before now. To bring it back to my, um, to my work example, you know, I have done all the things. I've used the tools that I know how to use to help with the work-life balance, which really, really did help. But then eventually, because it's a subconscious thing, right, that that miseducation will creep up before you know it. So I could go months and months and months of feeling balanced, full, whole, until my body suddenly crashes. And it's like, where did this come from? Um, and it's so insidious that I didn't know. So I would use all my own tools. Um, Y'all know, even though I talk about coaching, I'm very much pro-therapy. I would talk about it with my therapist and you know, as a good therapist does, it would be a more open-ended conversation, maybe connecting it to, to things. But what I came to now is, or what I came to a few months ago is like, I need to find someone who can help me with balance and is not someone, I don't need someone who's going to teach me how to make a schedule. I know how to make a schedule. I'm the queen of spreadsheets. That's not what this is. I need to know a different way of looking at balance, of looking at how to approach learning how to play and learning how to live life because my system and the ways that I've done it before no longer work for me. And I need a new template. I need to try something else out. So that's why I started working with my coach. And I think I said in the previous podcast episode, and if not, I'm saying it now, but I know I said it on my Insta stories when all this came to pass is, me working with this coach was like the perfect, <laughs> the perfect segue because having that support is what helps me have all of the revelations and breakthroughs about what it may mean and what it may look like to operate differently as a woman of balance, as a woman of um, having all the things and where I structured things, where I prioritize things. Um, and just how I looked at the world and how I looked at myself in the world. I know that's a little bit general, but you know, I'm thinking about possibly having my coach in the podcast later. So if so, I'll, I'll let her tell you a little bit more about her approach to balance and where it comes from, 
comes from for what, but for right, right now, what I'm attempting to communicate to you is in these different levels of change, if you're feeling stuck, find someone who can teach you something that you don't already know. Find someone who can give you tools instead of you continuing to go down the cycle yourself, which goes to my next point. Number two is I want you to allow yourself to learn new lessons and be teachable. Allow yourself to get out of ego. And remember, I've taught before that ego can also look like low self-worth and self-loathing. But get out of this place of things are, nothing's really going to work. I've tried everything. What's the point of me hiring this person or getting this person to teach me? Um, Nothing's going to work. The low self-worth part. And also the ego, which is, well, I can do it myself. I just need a little bit here and there, but I got this. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to enter into experiences with an open mind, knowing that no one in this world knows everything. Um, We can constantly, no matter our age, no matter our stage, learn and grow from other people. And with that, the third thing I want to share is it's okay for it to be hard. Um, It's okay for... You learning how to do something different, um, differently, um, is, it's okay for you to be stretched a little bit. It's okay for whatever you are learning in this new stage of your life to not make sense. It's also okay for you to want to push against it a little bit. Um, I think that also shows a good sense of, um, your own inner voice and, um, self-empowerment coming through. However, if if you're teachable, what that's different than being self-protective and pushing everything out. I truly believe that whatever is not true will fall away. Um, If you are coming with a strong sense of self and self-love, if it doesn't fit, it'll fall away. If it does fit, but you're just not ready to receive it later on, one day it'll click and you'll be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Or if it's enough time where you don't remember who planted the seed or where you learned it from, one day it'll just click and it'll be a new truth that you have. But it's okay for you as you're learning how to do things differently to not want to do it that way. But what true self-love and growth and healing and maturity will give you is the initiative and the openness to try it. Don't go into things saying something's going to not work for you if you don't try it. That personally is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I know everybody's on their own healing journey, but whenever I meet someone who is very caught in um, in a victim stance, which is different than owning the fact that things are hard that you're sad right now, that this is difficult, feel all those feelings. But when I meet someone who is at that place and they're like, well, that's not going to work because of this. And that's not going to work because of this. And that's not, that's not going to work because of this. And this is just how life is for me. And nothing is ever going to work. I'm like, well, girl, have you, have you tried it? Have you fully given yourself to it? Have you kept trying over and over and allowed yourself to to fail? Did you ask for help? Were you trying to do it on your own? Were you, I mean, there's, there's so many things that go along with it. So it's a little bit of a tangent, but 
I want you to let yourself be teachable and be able to grow. Okay. So something also to, to the point that I was saying earlier is I don't want to be someone who's going out every night. Um, <laughs> like I used to, I like being at home now. I like doing things and being chill. Um, I like being a homebody with my baby and maybe taking him to go see things. Um, you know, of course, post COVID, um, we took him to the aquarium for the first time because being in the house for six months, I've been very much, I'm not going anywhere. Y'all have fun. And I was, my husband's like seeing that I'm stir crazy. I was like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to put on our masks and we're going to stay away from everybody, but let's go see some fish. So we went and saw fish and it was great, um, for him to get out and see things. But all that to say, the old me doesn't fit anymore. But the model of womanhood and black womanhood and black motherhood um, had a lot of self-deprivation in it. And I am learning how to live in abundance. And that is okay. It is okay for that to be something that is a skill that I have to cultivate. And I want you to know that wherever you are, whatever skills you are having to learn to cultivate, if it's that you grew up in a house where there was a lot of anger. And so you have to learn how to communicate in a calm way um, what you're feeling to someone. If part of what you learned or what was modeled to you was to go quiet and to be passive and to expect people to read your mind and otherwise, otherwise to get hurt. So the skill that you're learning how to cultivate is how to use your voice. Um, and so on and so forth. You you know what that is. Whenever you are ready for that next lesson, I want you to show up for it. Okay. So that is it for this week's podcast episode. I hope again that you found this helpful. I hope that you have that date saved for our Healed and Loved Woman conference in February. Um, more details to come. There is nothing for you to sign up for now. There's no wait list. Just stay tuned. And um, that's it for now. Y'all have a great rest of your week and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.